I'm Sam Kiefer. I'm Beck Hill. And this is Enemy in Paris, a hate watch recap podcast of the worst show on television, Emily in Paris. I am Trey Excite to be here. We're here yet again. God damn it. Yeah. I know. We're going to do episode three of season one. Yep. Yep. So we're on the third season. Nope. No. Nope. We're on the third episode of the first season. It does feel like three seasons. It really does. Each one of these, I feel like my li- I lose a year of my life each episode I watch. You look like you've lost a year of your life <laughs> for each episode. Thank you for that. I say that. We're recording over Zoom at the moment because Sam is based in LA and I'm in London. Yeah, it is nine in the morning on a Saturday in LA. This is when Beck decided would be a good time to record. I wanted to get you back for when you made me record at half 11 at night. Half 11? 11.30 is the term. They're both the same thing. No, half 11. That's No one talks like that. That's a freak term. But half 11 is five and a half. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, as you might be able to tell, there are some cultural differences between Sam and I as well. He's here to give me an American perspective. Yep. Uh, chiseled abs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's the uh, the one from this episode? She posted, she's like uh, smoking bodies or something. Where the people are smoking out front of the gym. Oh, yeah, yeah. I reckon we hold back from talking about that. Yeah, she's got some really bad hashtags. Ugh. But yeah, so it's quite early over there. How was your... How did you? You had a late one last night, didn't you? No, I went to bed at a reasonable hour. I just slept like shit. I've been sleeping terribly lately. Oh, you've got jet lag from when you got back from Europe. No, I always sleep very poorly. I've, I'm a notoriously bad sleeper. Maybe yeah. it's because you keep watching shows like Emily and Paris. Yeah, yeah I, I'm haunted by it, and I can't sleep every time yeah, I close my eyes. Nice. Yeah, I like I like see your dick shaped cakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, I went out last night my friend uh, had sort of a, a wedding party like she got married quietly i saw you singing my chemical romance on your instagram story. yes yep. bloody love it mm-hmm. love a bit of mcr yep uh yeah there was look i didn't get any footage but there may have been some dancing to your favorite band blink 182 <laughs> yeah blink 182 my favorite band <laughs> so uh yeah it was fun but um nice. i appreciate uh you not making me record at late night, your night, your time last night and early this morning for me. Yeah, I wouldn't make you record past 11 and a half again. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we jump into the episode? Yeah, we should. So uh, by my count, Emily's been in Paris for what? Like a month now? Two months in, in story time? Three episodes for us. But so far, she's alienated her coworkers, taken some really bad Instagram photos. By all means, is fighting becoming Parisian in any way she can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is. She has no time for it. And we, we start with her jogging through Paris again. I feel, does every episode start with her jogging? I think so. I th- yeah, this is her one character trait as a character. She loves to jog. She looks great doing it. She jogs in a full face of makeup. Even when she sweats, it's just on her chest and like her neck and not her face. It's or never her hair. on her clothes. No. She doesn't have like massive pit stains or anything. It doesn't come through her clothing ever. No. 
Which infuriates me because I am a sweaty gal. Yes, you are one of the more sweaty people I know. Oh my gosh, I was so sweaty when I was dancing last night. Like Ugh. genuinely. It Disgusting. looked like I had a slicked back hair, hairdo, but it, 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 it was just sweat. Uh, so Madeline calls her. Her gas and boob pain is keeping her awake. And em- Emily immediately rubs it in her face. She goes, yeah, look where I am. Yes. And shows her, shows her the send that she's running along. Right, exactly. Like already, right off the bat, Emily is an asshole. And yep. what I love is Madeline's like, where are you? Like, come on, Madeline. Yeah. I thought yeah, you'd love France. She's supposed to be a big fan of Paris and doesn't recognize the scent. And then Emily's answer is, I'm jogging. Yeah. Which isn't the isn't an answer. Uh, Emily explains that her and Doug are not together and Madeline lights up. If you remember from previous episodes, Madeline wanted to go to Paris to get dicked down. When she finds out Emily is single, she goes ape shit. She's like, you're single in Paris? You can hear her vagina gushing over the phone. <laughs> Madeline is thrilled that Emily is now single in Paris. Yeah, and jealous. Very jealous. And yes. Emily points out that she's not she's not gotten up to much. She's just had croissants, which, yeah. to be fair, I do appreciate that they show her jogging a lot. I would hate it if it was a show where she was eating a bunch of croissants and not putting on any weight. Yep. Like, at least they're showing she's working. (laughs) Yeah, or smoking cigarettes. So Emily doesn't realize she's leaning against a urinal or that public urinals are a thing in Paris, which she would have learned if she did any research before coming to Paris. Yeah. Are there public urinals in the States? No, not really, no. It's weird. I don't remember there being some in Australia. I don't know if that's changed since I've I've been living in the UK now for 15 years. Yeah. But there are urinals in the UK. In fact, I think we walked past some people using them when I showed you around town. Yes, yes, we did. Yes, it was very weird. Very weird to see people peeing in public. Took me a while to get used to. Mm -hmm. I think it's all in the name. I think it's a European thing because they keep hearing European and they're like, oh, European. (laughs) You love it. (laughs) So she freaks out. I was so chuffed when I realized that. Oh yeah, were you chuffed? So chuffed. So Emily freaks out and runs away from this guy who's just peeing in public, who's just just relieving himself where he's supposed to be. But Emily doesn't know where she is and doesn't do any research. So it's this guy's fault that she's weird. <laughs> so then she yeah, she stops at her the favorite bakery for a baguette, then stops to shame these women who are smoking outside of a gym. And she takes pictures of them, which is so messed yes. up and, and doesn't blur their faces or anything. She's nope. so bad at social media. And she hashtags it yeah. French workout, hashtag smoking bodies. She's shaming these women for smoking, which is not the first time her disdain for her judgment of smoking has come up. She's eating a baguette while running. So she should understand irony. She should get irony, but doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That was my thought. Exactly. God. And then it feels like it's this ongoing problem that she has where she just takes photos of strangers without their permission and yes. posts them online. Yeah, this is becoming a reoccurring thing in her social media. She's just publicly shaming people left and right. She took a picture of the yeah. the, the woman with her dog who had pooped, where we're, we assume that dog pooped. She didn't see. She, d- she doesn't know that that's the dog that did it. She just took a picture of this woman and publicly shamed her for that. Yep, I'm not a fan. So next, her shower runs out, but she's not soaped up or anything, so she can just be <gasps> no! done. She can just be done with her shower. That was my thought exactly. I get that it is annoying when the the water goes out. I get that. But she's not soaped up. Her her shower can just be over. But instead, she goes down and she tells a stranger. She just tells someone in her apartment. No, no, no. I think it's the landlady. Is it? Because it's the woman who glared at her when she first brought in her suitcases. Yeah, but I think we can safely agree that 
between then and now, she's learnt that this woman is her landlady. Okay. Or like the or the building manager. I'm going to give her that. Okay. Well, either way, the woman says she's annoying me. She's getting on my nerves. This is the woman who, again, glared at her. This woman, this woman's life is in pain. I need to know about this woman. I need to know who hurt this woman. She, her entire life is <laughs> Emily, in, just, clearly. Apparently, Emily's ruining this woman's life just by being there. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, do you blame her? No, I don't. No, exactly. Yeah, the, basically, the woman says that she's going to get in a plumber. And then she's like, what are you going to do in the meantime? And she's like, use the bidet? So yes. Emily washes her hair in the bidet, which she didn't need to do because she'd already like looked washed when she yes. was in the shower. I yeah. understand if all they needed to do in that scene was make her hair really shampooy. Yep. Like make it super, super sh- like all lather it up, sticking yes. on top of her head, all the foam and everything. Yeah. It would have looked funnier too. Like the joke would have landed. Yes. But instead she just looked like she was well showered when she yes. went down yeah. Yeah. stairs. And it's like, just just give us something. Give us a reason to find it funny, but she just looks... Ugh. This show's ability to ruin a joke is second to none. Yeah. This show's ability... or This show's... I shouldn't say ruin a joke. To get so close to making a joke. To get yeah. so close to actually <laughs> making a joke and then breeze right by it or go right over the joke. It's really incredible. Yeah, it is quite a talent. So next we cut to Emily in French class. She's actually doing okay. She's stating all the stuff she likes. She likes boots, uh, which is going to become relevant later. She asks her teacher to hang out. Her teacher tells her it's $50 an hour. Her teacher's a prostitute. Was that Yeah. <laughs> we're supposed to believe? Yeah, yeah. No, I am... Um... I do under I've got a friend who um charges to to meet people and have like full conversations in another language and stuff like really? it's a tutor. Huh. Yeah, yeah. It's basically just one-on-one lessons, but if you do it out in public then it's like you can incorporate yeah. it into like an actual cultural. So I I get it. I get it. What I found interesting was that her teacher says like you work in an office full of French people? Like what? Of course she does. Yeah, and her teacher takes a swing at Emily. Her t- everyone takes. Everyone is so comfortable talking shit to Emily's face. This show's incredible. Well, what I would say is, all the women will take a swing at her. Yeah. And all the men will hit on her. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's a very good distinction. Yeah. So next, she runs into Sylvia on her walk in. She uses her French to compliment her boots and just grins. She's thrilled with herself that she complimented Sylvie's boots in French. I, I would be proud of myself, to be fair. I know you would be. Sylvie be mocks so her proud. for smiling. Uh, she says everyone thinks everyone's going to think she's stupid. Tells her to put it on her little Instagram. Which we do. We yeah. do all think she's stupid. Yeah. yeah. Not because of her smiling, but because she keeps doing stupid things. Yep. And here's the thing. So at this point, Sylvie says to put it on her little Instagram, hashtag bad hair day. So... Emily's job here is pointless. She That's exactly what Emily would do. If Sylvie knows how to do that, then Emily's job is obsolete. I wish this episode would have ended with Emily going, oh yeah, that's pretty good. And then credits, and that's it for the series. Yes! Yeah. Maybe one shot of Gabriel's penis, but then credits. <laughs> also, you literally said this just before about this show's ability to get so close to a joke and fly past it. She says yep. you should hashtag it bad hair day. Hashtag it bad hair bidet. Yes. God Come damn it. on. Yes, it's Come right on. there. God damn. <laughs> so we get inside and your boy Luke is freaking out over the commandments from corporate. <laughs> it's such an overreaction. Yeah, their company's been bought by Emily's company. It's completely appropriate for her to send this this uh, memo out. Company policy. Yeah, thing, it's yeah. Com- yeah, it's completely appropriate. Luke says it's going to destroy his French soul. 
Your boy You would is... like to destroy our French soul. <laughs> yes. He's the most dramatic person on the planet. Like, what does this office do all day? Just can do blow like and the commandments aren't like big serious things it's just like uh, oh praise, don't criticize pra- in praise public. openly criticize discreetly or privately something. Yeah, yeah which is yeah. fair which is a very fair thing to mm-hmm. ask yeah but as we all know they like to have a go at her yeah straight to her face yep okay so then emily says she wants to make sure delure gets more followers Delure. then laughs at her own joke I can't stand people who laugh at their own jokes. If you're a person who laughs at your own jokes, you're not funny. No one thinks you're funny. Shut up. I hate you. That's such a go at me. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Shut up. (laughs) I'm going to rescind my best friendship. Yeah, she wants to get behind the scenes footage to get them more followers. And Sylvie's like, yeah, that's why you're here. Yes. Yeah. God, (laughs) yep. Yeah, which feels like weird fourth wall breaking. It feels like she's talking to us, the audience. Like, yeah, that's why Emily's here. Yeah, to get them social media followers, which isn't, isn't it? That's not what it's supposed to be. She's there to to herald in the purchasing of this company by her, by Madeline's company. That's why she's there. Yeah, and apparently provide an American perspective. So when she arrives, she twel- she tells Antoine that she's Trey excitee to be there, realizes it means horny. Yeah. Sylvie takes a swing at her for washing her hair in the bidet, which again, so close to being a joke, but she just so like, yeah, she washed her hair in the bidet and then Sylvie laughs at her own joke. Again, everyone's cracking themselves up. Yeah, so they're at the shoot and Emily's like, this view is magical. And then it cuts to like, not a magical view. It's yep, like it's just, just a, like it's a, just boat a boat going under the yep. bridge. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And like, meanwhile, behind her, it's like the Eiffel Tower and everything. It looks really lovely. But for some reason, they choose a completely different shot. Antoine says the line, he goes, it's so nice to see Paris through fresh eyes. And she's looking at nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's a really good, like, that was a really good, burn from him yeah (laughs) and then emily approaches the model who's going to be in the ad and she's like do you mind if i ask you a couple of questions and then never waits for an answer just immediately starts filming her again like even when she asks for permission she's not really asking permission emily is no friend to women no no not none whatsoever but she's not anyone's friend she's a bad person she's quantifiably provably a bad person (laughs) And then, of course, the model takes off her clothes, and that takes Emily by surprise. Yes. Yeah, and Emily's extremely flustered by this. Emily's very prudish. Any nudity, any sexual joke from Gabriel causes her to clutch her pearls and get very befuddled. Yeah, she doesn't understand how this model could be not having with it a duvet up to her armpits. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so then my question for you is, so Antoine explains that this woman, the reason she's naked is it's this woman's fantasy. She's the object of every man's desire. She's naked and she's walking across the bridge. And Antoine explains that it's hyper-stylized, that it's surrealism. Emily explains that American women won't be interested in this. Is this sexist? Oh, you want me to uh, answer that? Uh-huh. <laughs> to speak on behalf of, of my entire... Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Uh, is it? I mean, what I am not hearing is I'm not hearing any women saying it was their idea. Okay. Like, there's no women in this saying like, "I this is my dream and this is my desire." It's okay. Everyone saying what the, her desire is, like this this made up woman, and I think that that is essentially what makes it very problematic. Personally, 
I mean, it's not something I would bat an eyelid at in terms of the yeah. ad because I think that we're, at least in this day and age, I don't know, maybe like 10 years down the track, I'll be like, oh gosh, I can't believe sure. I wouldn't have batted an eyelid at that. But yeah, I feel like a lot of perfume ads are like this and you just sort of become... That was my input. Sort of, yeah, you just sort of don't notice anymore. Yeah. But I do think it's BS, the whole idea of like, it's her fantasy I, I wouldn't have got that. I wouldn't have got from this ad, oh, this this woman's dream, her fantasy is to walk down a thing naked. Yes, it definitely appears to be the men's dream that are looking at her. Yeah, I feel like the idea is that it's meant to be that if you want to feel like you're a beautiful naked woman mm -hmm. walking through Paris with all very handsome men, by the way, we've got to yes. say like there's yes. two-way objectification going on here. Yeah. They're all very handsome men, mm -hmm. very well-dressed, well-groomed. None of them are behaving in a way that would make her feel threatened, which I think would probably sure. happen in real life. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, So it's, sure. it's an unrealistic idea of both, uh, both yeah, sides. I mean, he's Antoine's right when it is surrealism. Later we see the commercial and in, in entirety she becomes a bird and flies away. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, exactly. It, it, is, it so, is surreal. Yeah, I think his... I would say that I think his justification for the ad is sexist. I don't know if the ad itself is necessarily, I mean, is kind of sexist, but in yeah. that real sort of basic sexism, for me, that's sure. what I feel. And speaking of basic, I, basic sexism, Sylvie has the great line. She goes, I'm a woman, not a feminist, which is a oh, great, yeah. great, a great Sylvie not standing up for women line. Yeah. Yeah, if you're going to, it, it is actually a really good way of defining who that character is because, yeah. unfortunately, I've met those women. I yeah. know them. I remember. I, I remember one woman telling me that she's not a feminist because she likes it when a man opens a door for her. And I was like, you can, <sighs> yeah, you can still be a feminist, and like that's just called politeness. Yeah, yeah, like that's just <laughs> yeah. etiquette. You know, like you open doors for people when they. When when you can, yeah, that's like saying that's like saying you're not a feminist because you need a man to like help lift something heavy. When you're like, no, we can still move a couch and you can be paid the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I've got a question. I've got a couple of questions for you. Then, okay. Antoine says this woman is beautiful and she's naked, which gives her more power. Yeah. Would you agree with that? In the context he's using it, yes. But do I agree with his idea? No. Right, yeah. So I guess yes, but no, I don't agree with his overall idea. Okay. What about his uh, him saying desire is a sign of respect, there is no bigger compliment? Yeah, I guess that's like the saying that imitation is also the sincerest form of flattery when someone steals your material. Right, yeah, yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah, I guess, I guess yeah, that being desired is a, a very flattering thing. But there's a ton of parameters around it. Yeah, it, it's still like problematic and it comes yeah. down to motivation and yeah. yeah, cool. All right. I think we solved it. I think we've solved yep. sexism. If you have that on the bingo card, you can check that off that we solved sexism today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll have a separate bingo card for you, you and I. Yeah. <laughs> and then one for Emily in the Paris. Um, oh, yeah. So the next scene we've got, we cut to the plumber who can't fix the shower. Yes. So she goes and gets Gabriel, just snatches him up. She's like, come with me. Does He's half dressed. He's clearly in the middle of something. But Emily has a, a need. So she it's, that trumps his 
whatever he's doing. He's asleep. He makes a point of saying that he was having a, a brilliant dream. That's right. And then right. he was woken up by Emily banging on his door. And then he's like, oh, but maybe I'm still dreaming. Yeah. I feel like it's a really clumsy way of trying to lead in from the chat about the woman's dream being that she wants to be naked walking past oh, all these men. Huh, and maybe. then Gabriel was was having a dream and now he's almost naked. I think it's just a clunky trying to hit on Emily phrase. Yeah, I just feel like they they should have even lent in and done a full-on analogy where he's like, "Oh, I was just dreaming about you and you know, he's naked and it's almost like a reversal of the thing." Yeah. Or just don't 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 do it. Yep, or don't. That should be the the tagline of this show, either do it or don't. Yeah. Yeah. So then the plumber wants a croissant and a coffee. This is like, supposed to be a cultural thing that we don't get. Like the the plumber wants a croissant and a coffee. Yeah, is that expected? Because I don't. I I don't. Whenever anyone comes so. around to the flat, I I offer coffee. Mm-hmm. I'll offer a coffee or um. Yeah. You know, if, ask if they want it. I don't know if you do. You, is that a thing over there? Not do really. You guys offer stuff. No. Really. Mm-hmm. No. Get in. Do 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 your job. It's usually a cup of tea. It's usually that yeah. if anyone is in your house, the first thing you do is ask if they want a cup of tea. That's no. like in America, once someone comes in your house, just a lit fuse on how fast you can get them out of your house. Right. Okay. Yeah. The moment someone knocks in your door, a timer starts on how soon you can wrap this conversation up. Oh, see, I used to do door-to-door sales back in the oh, day God. when I was like fresh out of high school. I know. Sure. I was desperate in Australia. And um that's a really interesting job to get an idea of like the of the range of the mm-hmm. way people will treat you. I bet. Because I had the whole like people swearing at me, people set mm-hmm. their dogs on me, uh, really? people answering the door naked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Loads, loads of different stuff like that. But on the other end of the spectrum, I had um, like little old ladies insisting that mm. I come in because it was like when people answered the door naked, you took it as a sign of respect because desire is the sincerest form of flattery, right? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thank you. Thank you so yeah, much. Thank you for masturbating. I'm going to go now. Yes. Thank you. For a while, because I was doing it during summer, so to be mm-hmm. like, I don't know what 40 degrees Celsius is in Fahrenheit. It's really friggin' hot. 300. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like 300 Fahrenheit. Yeah. And so like this little old lady insisted that I came in out of the, the hot sun Aww. and have an ice cream. And Aww. so I sat on her couch with her and... And you get paid on commission, so like you don't... Yeah. You're losing money by sitting there yeah, and yeah, taking yeah. your time. But I was like... Screw it. This is lovely. I, I had people who were in the middle of having a barbecue who would insist that I would come in and like give me really? beers. Yeah. Well, I like that. Um, I, for a while, I delivered sandwiches for a, a place called Jimmy John's in uh, Jimmy John's. That's not a real name. Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's. It's a freaky, freaky fast delivery. Is it like Italian subs? That's what it sounds like. Yes. Yeah. But I delivered on a college campus and kids were always trying to get me to come inside and do beer bongs with them and take shots. Yeah. See, that's what you're missing out here. You should be doing that. I should be. In France, they offer coffee and croissants. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the US, they offer beer bongs. And in yep. Australia, they offer ice cream. <laughs> yep. And barbecues. So Emily's mystified that her plumber wants a croissant and coffee. New things are so new to her. She's just blown away. Her facial expression is really, really top-notch face acting in this. Oh, yeah. It's like an em- Amelia Clark level yes. of face yep. acting going on. Yeah. Yep. And then we just cut to them having a croissant and coffee. So clearly she's gone and done it, which I'll give her. I'll give yes. her that. And again, she's just mystified that the whole thing is going on. And so then eventually Emily finds out that 
they need a part and yes. they're going to have to wait for it to be delivered. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he needed a coffee and a croissant to tell her that. Yep. But, I mean, bless them. Good on mm-hmm. them for seeing an opportunity and taking it. Yep. And then she's like, what am I going to do? And Gabrielle's like, well, you can use my shower, which mm-hmm. I'm surprised he didn't offer earlier, to be honest, when she was using the bidet. Yeah, that was the time. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had to use someone else's shower because yours is down? No. God, no. No, really. I had to do it for the first time recently because our boiler really? stopped working. Where did you and, shower? Uh, uh, luckily, I've got a friend that lives uh, like a block away. Oh, nice. Uh, and they're more rich than me. So they had all the fancy shower condiments. They had oh, all the nice yeah. things. Shower condiments. <laughs> yeah. Shower condiments. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So then Emily uses Gabriel's shower and he yeah. just sits there weirdly while she's in the shower. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do what he was doing before or get on with stuff or whatever. He just sits there awkwardly like he's in a waiting room. Yep. And then she comes out and then uh, he explains that la douche means shower. Yes. 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 Yeah, he's, he's teaching her French. Yeah. Which I've got to say, it is my favorite like weird translation. Yeah. Because I obviously... Our term for douche comes from initially douche meaning like shower or wash or whatever. Uh-huh. And then that being used for um, the washing of uh, intimate areas. Or as an insult for a douche. Well, that's where the insult comes from. So the ins- because Thank you for that. I know that. Well, I, but do you, <laughs> Sam? Do yes. you? Because... Yeah, I'm aware that's where that comes from. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are... <laughs> And then after this, Emily's in her French class. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're practicing chatting to each other in French. Mm-hmm. And they're inviting each other to an imaginary person's party. That's and right. she finds out she's not invited. That's right. Her, even her French class hates her. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get back to the office. Emily voices her concerns to Sylvie, who isn't concerned. This is about the le deux. Le, le deux. Then someone drops a copy of the commandments that Emily had sent out with a drawing of a picture of a penis on it. Julian hints that it's Luke. This is the first example of Luke being a pervert, which is gonna <laughs> your your boy goes real oh, south look. over this this season. Hey, I'm gonna say I'm I'm with Luke on this one. I don't think it's a pervert thing to draw uh, cock and balls on stuff in a professional business setting. Yeah, man. So I did a <laughs> I I did a show where in the poster I'm wearing reflective sunglasses. Mm-hmm. And if you look real careful, if anyone Googles Beck Hill, eventually you'll find a Google image of me with the, from this promo shot. Mm-hmm. I'm I've got reflective sunglasses on, and in the reflection you can see that there is a post-it note with a picture of a cock and balls on it. And it's a really eye-catching photo. And occasionally people just lift it and use it to promote stuff. And because I also do stand up for children and perform for children, occasionally they will choose that image. And I have to contact them and say, don't use that image. There's a cock and balls in it. (laughs) But I find that very funny. And so I'm with Luke on this one. Yeah, I'm looking now. You got some weird photos, some real weird stuff out there. Cheers. Yeah, I really appreciate that. And then Emily loudly announces that she's going for a long, boozy lunch to everyone. Yes. Like, everyone. Yeah. It's not like uh, she just says it to Luke and Julian. She just yep. announces it to the whole office, which is very unprofessional. Yep. This is Yeah, she's not good at her job. And this company's not run well. Yeah, exactly. And then we cut to her having breakfast wine with Mindy. That's right. Yep. Uh, yeah, and when she's dressed, she's wearing this weird necktie ball gown ensemble for a light lunch. It's very uh, Carrie from Sex and the City. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very yeah. Carrie Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. And then Mindy explains that she's going to hold a dinner party for Emily so she can make some friends and invite her boss. Yes, that's right. 
So we cut back to the office where we see the commercial in its entirety. It is definitely the male gaze once you see the commercial in its entirety. But it's also pretty stock for a French perfume company. She becomes a bird at the end and flies away. Emily suggests putting a poll on Twitter to see if it's sexist or sexy. It's a little controversial. Antoine likes it. This is the first time we've seen Emily use social media correctly, by the way. This is the first this is the first good idea that she ha- she's had. Actually, and you know what I'm going to do? I am going to uh on spot if you're listening on Spotify, mm-hmm. you can do a poll. So, everyone okay. listening on Spotify, I'm going to do a sexy or sexist poll. To see <laughs> oh, yeah, what you please think. let us know. Yeah, we'll put the poll up and then uh, we'll we'll announce it on social media what the response was. Emily invites Sylvie to dinner, but she declines. Emily asks Sylvie why? And Emily, this this is great, Berna. Emily, Sylvie openly says, you come to Paris, you walk into my office, you don't even bother to learn the language, you treat the city like it's your amusement park, and after a year of food, sex, wine, and maybe some culture, you'll go back to where you came from. So perhaps we'll work together, but we won't be friends. Which mm. is fair. That's fair. A, yeah. It's a, a horrible thing to say to somebody's face. But uh, absolutely. It, this is not wrong. Yeah, it's harsh. It's not going to make working there any easier or them working together any easier. And then Emily goes, it's tonight at eight. I'll email you the address. She just shrugs off everything Sylvie just said to her. No personal reflection. There's not even a second where Emily goes, huh. She she doesn't even go, that's a lot to consider. I'll have to think about that. She just goes, no, I'm going to persevere and doubles down on her her attitude and goes, it's tonight at eight. I'll email you the address and walks out. Yeah, I gotta say though, this is the way that I'm trying to convince you that we're best friends. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we're gonna do a podcast and we're starting recording at this time. Yep. So then Emily goes to her dinner where she meets uh, Fabian, who charms her. Just a yes. nice young French boy. You're very handsome. And they go for a walk. Yeah, they they're pointing out stuff that they like. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, j'aime. She's mm-hmm. talking about j'aime some whatever I like. I like. Uh-huh. She's not actually saying any of the stuff in French. Nope. She's like j'aime the moon. Yep. God damn <laughs> it. J'aime your eyes. God damn it. Yep. God yeah. damn it. So she's not really Ugh. learning French no. at this point. No, she's not. No. She's not using anything she learned in earlier in the episode. In the episode, they yeah. were like, I like boots. Like they went through the things and she doesn't use a single aspect of it. No. And then, then the guy ups it a notch, leans in, and he also explains that he likes American pussy, which... Yeah, there's a literal record scratch. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God, this show sucks. <laughs> I was really <laughs> hoping that when she was like, eh, what? That he would be like, oh, excuse-moi, j'aime American yeah. pussy. Yeah. Yep. Which would have been a very funny line. This show just needs punch-up. It just needs actual comedians yeah. to punch it up. Yep. Or just punch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> she uh, she leaves. She hates it. She is not into being spoken to that way. Emily no. is not a sex forward person. It must have worked for him at some point, though. Yeah, men don't do anything unless it's worked at least once. Well, no, I I, I actually disagree with that. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I know a lot of guys who try things that uh, never work. Never, they've time. never worked. All right, and fair enough. They're like, I will just keep trying this. Okay, let me phrase that. Men men do. Men don't do anything that they haven't heard works at least once. Fair, yeah. But the fact <laughs> that he says, like, American, it makes me think he must have done that to other American women. And the chances are mm-hmm. that some American women have said that they're into it. So this is meant yep. to be like, oh, Emily represents Americans. But I yes. think it's Emily represents herself. Oh, yeah. Emily does not represent Americans. She represents just Emily. 
That's all she's concerned with. Do you have a pickup line? Is there any? Is there a pickup line that you've got that either has always? It's this. I lean in and I go, "I like American pussy." But I say it to Chinese women. I say it to Japanese. I say it to anyone. Anyone who's not American. Yeah, I say it to men. It's it's my go-to line. That was the first thing you said to me when when. Uh... Yeah, I know. You're like, "Hey, I heard your your comments about Emily in Paris. We should be friends." And I was like, "I like American pussy," and you were like, "Okay, great." Great, let's go to Paris. I'll stick it in your bio. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So on the way back, she stops at Gabriel's restaurant. He's serving wine at the bar, but isn't he like the head chef? Yes, he is. And he's not, he's very rarely in the kitchen, by the way. He's just kind of walking around. Chefs his restaurant famously all the time. have a lot of time. They are never stressed. <laughs> yeah. Yep. They are so casual. And they're notor- and they're notoriously uh clean too. Oh yeah. Yep. And like put together. Yeah, there's never food all over their white outfits okay now but this point she does show some self-reflection she says she spent her entire life trying and that she's gonna stop trying to get people to like her yes which i think is is growth for emily except in the next scene she immediately loses all of that when she picks up a dick-shaped cake for julian and luke she immediately abandons her newfound ability to not care what anyone thinks it's also incredibly male gazy and it's a it's pick me girl. It's that that move to get the dick shaped cake for the guys who sexually harassed her in her office to be like, hey, I'm cool, is so awful. It's such a character betrayal. I disagree. It's awful. I disagree. I think it suggests Okay, how do you see it? I think Emily has been trying really hard to be an idea of someone her whole life and that's why she's so prudish and upset and 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 very tight she's very tightly wound okay and so so you you see the dick shaped cake as her uh, expressing herself i think that's what she would want to do but she never would have thought to do it because she would have felt like it wasn't professional yeah but no no f- that f- yeah. you cuz every time every time someone's sexual with her there's they don't show her liking it deep down she's always mystified by it and always oh that's true but you know maybe she's trying it's to not like she's into it but then it. pretends that she's not i don't know i think yeah, it's a reflection no. time all i'm gonna say is running back to this scene in the bar with gabriel mm-hmm. is that he says to her i like you and i really missed a beat for him to say i like you or american pussy that's all i wanted to hear him say yep yeah it, it's it's off screen you just i like your american pussy yeah. and she goes what and he goes nothing nothing, nothing. Yep. yep and then there's also a bit where they there's another facetime call with madeline and emily and this yeah. throws me because madeline's in a bar yes she's like in a sort of co- like a fancy cocktail dress type thing She's in a bar. There's people in suits behind her drinking. It looks like it's sort of maybe twilight time. Yeah. But Emily's out like during the day. It's like afternoon. You know, she's at. We know she's at the office. She's about to go into the office. Yeah. The the timelines don't match up. Yeah. Even if it's like eight a.m., that's still like one a.m. Yeah. For Madeline, I know she's like, "Do you ever sleep?" But it just, I don't know. I don't think the timelines match up. It, it's it's not a major thing, but it bugs me. It's just lazy yeah. writing. This episode ends with Emily receiving lingerie from Antoine, which this I get is sexist. Sylvie asks who it's from. Emily lies and does some great face acting, some great eyebrow acting, as we realize she's now caught in a love triangle. Mm. Yeah, because she hasn't said that she's not she's not into it. She just seems like it's 
this is problematic. Yep. Have you ever received an inappropriate gift yes. from a from a boss or a coworker? No, but I am the reason that Earwolf has a no weapons policy for Christmas. Okay, gifts. you're going to have to explain. One year, Earwolf, we moved studios. We got bought out and upgraded our studio, and it was in kind of a dodgy neighborhood. And sometimes the women would have to walk to their cars. So for Christmas, I got them uh, tasers and boot knives, <laughs> like throwable. That's the most American thing in the world. Yeah, you all all you're falling short of is like I got them all guns. I got them all guns. Far out. If I didn't need. A permit, I would have gotten them guns. You're part of the problem, Sam. Oh no, I'm part of the solution. I'm I armed them, but then after a couple drinks, the women started Tasing throwing people? the boot yeah. knives <laughs> in the office. Yeah, and using the tasers. To be fair, I once as a rap party for a TV show I worked on, not a kids one. Um uh it was uh it's important delineation. Yeah, it was a show that it was a companion show for like all the DC TV shows that are that are on. So we would like Yes, I saw that in your Wikipedia. Oh yeah, thanks. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. uh you know, we would go to all the studios in Vancouver and stuff and interview all the stars and everything. And um we all got really into the idea of archery because uh, Arrow was one of the the shows and so as the rap yeah. uh, for the rap party I bought everyone Nerf crossbows. And, uh, yeah, really? and so then the entire crew ended up having an impromptu Nerf crossbow fight. And my co-host, uh, Rick Edwards, um, got shot. In fact, I think Rick Edwards has done stuff with Earwolf. Um, but he got shot directly mm-hmm. in the eye by a Nerf um, bullet from one of the uh, Nerf crossbows. Really? Yeah, and um, uh, Good. it was very, for a moment, everyone was like, oh, no. This is this is going to be an insurance nightmare, <laughs> and so. Um, Do you remember when uh, Homer's doing stuff for Mr. Burns? Uh, Mr. Burns is paying him to do stuff, and he throws pudding at Lenny, yes. and Lenny goes, "I'm not supposed to get pudding in this eye." That's one of my favorite lines. Yeah, yeah, I'm not supposed to get Nerf bullets in my eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there was a moment where people were a bit worried. So, but you know, my my weapons weren't actual weapons. Yeah, mine were. Mine were very American. It was in a very American office Christmas party, thanks to me. So if this was like Emily in America, it would just be you, she opens up a box, you're saying thanks, and it's just got a gun in it. Yeah. Well, if we ever get to a point where we have an enemy in Paris uh, Christmas yeah. uh, gift exchange, Yep. then um, I, I, I want the most inappropriate I know gift. someone who's getting a boot knife. <laughs> I know someone who's getting a boot knife and a dick cake. Oh, do you know what? I'm happy with half of that. And lingerie. So before we go, we've got mm-hmm. some listener feedback. Great. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Yeah. I just did a song. Did I you saw, like I it? Saw that. Yeah, that was incredible. Cool. So we heard from uh, Jillian on Instagram who said, love the show. In the second episode. Thank you, Jillian. Thank you, Jillian. In the second episode, you were talking about how Emily tells Gabriel she just ran five miles. And Jillian points out that it adds to the arrogance that she uses miles in a country that uses kilometers. Oh, very good point. Yeah. Do you know what? I didn't know that France uses kilometers. I did. Really? Yeah. Because I grew up in a country that uses kilometers, Mm -hmm. but have been living in a country that uses miles for like the last 15 years. I know that because when I was there, I tried to use both military time and kilometers and had to revert back to both miles and regular time. Yeah, I failed at both. 24 hours, like we do the, the, yeah, yeah, a lot. Nice point, Jillian. I also asked on our Instagram account, at Enemy in Paris, Mm -hmm. what words bother you? Sure. 
and uh, got some really good responses. Okay, what'd you get? Some people said uh, moist. Yeah, they're not. They're not for it. No, oh, I fine. did. I did do a poll for that, by the way, on mm. Spotify. Which, yeah. if you use Spotify, you can open up the episode and and vote on the poll. Nice. Twenty five percent. Wow, it's nice and clean. Twenty five said hate it. Seventy five percent like us. They don't don't really care. But uh, we also had people saying uh, smear. Yeah, I could see that one. Yeah. Panties. Panties is an interesting one. Panties I've heard before. It doesn't bother me, but I've heard that one before. Yeah. It's not a word I come across often. To me, it's only sexual. Also, it's in both countries I've lived in, no one calls them panties. What do they call them? In Britain, they just say pants. Really? Pants means underpants in Britain. Okay. Yeah. Whereas Australia- What do they call pants? uh, Trousers. Great. Great, great, great. Yeah, yeah. I grew up- In Australia, we say pants, meaning trousers. Okay. And underpants- Yes. Uh, or undies. Sure. Which yeah, I think yeah, undies yeah. is a better word than panties. But undies you, is great. But if if you if you tried to say, you can say panties in a sexual way, you can't say undies in a sexual way. Yeah, you way. can't be like, I slid off her moist undies. Oh. <laughs> also slid. I'm going to add that to my yeah, slid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, slid. Because um, it's like, it's... It's like too close to slit, I know. Yeah, and it's like a wet lid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Annie came in on Instagram saying, smear your moist panties across my face contains all the horrible words. Ugh, uh, yep. I pointed out that in Scottish slang, pus means face. Mm-hmm. So they'd be like, shut your pus, yeah. like, meaning like shut your face. Yeah. And so that would then make the sentence, smear your moist panties across my pus, which I yeah, think is maybe which the is worst a perfect sentence. phrase. What? Sorry, everyone. Which if we make t-shirts, that's what they'll say. Oh, no, I'm not wearing that on my front (laughs) or on my back. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Sarah wrote in to Instagram and said, I love your podcast. So fun. I want to point out that I think you guys completely gloss over how incredibly attractive Gabriel is. Yeah. Yeah. He is extremely attractive. (laughs) They said, uh, like, it's the entire reason I watched past the first episode and most likely the reason this show has any viewership. Mm -hmm. Emily doesn't deserve him. No idea what he sees in her. Yep. Uh, oh, then it signed off Rachel in New Jersey. So Rachel or Sarah, whoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Thank you, Sarah. I think it's New Jersey. NJ. Is that yeah, New Jersey? Yeah, New Jersey. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Look at me. We will talk more about how hot Gabriel. We both. Yeah, yeah. We didn't gloss over it. It just hasn't come up organically on the show. It'll, it'll, it's going to come up. It's yeah. going to be a reoccurring theme. Don't worry. Yeah, he is a stunning. Yeah, he's a smoke show. Yeah. Eileen. Eileen. Pointed out. That because we were saying how they're filming the fourth series mm-hmm. starting sort of middle of this month, basically yeah. January. But uh, I didn't mention the fact that a lot of it is also going to be filmed in Rome. Okay. Apparently, yeah, because the French, uh, the Olympics are going to be in France, okay. in Paris. So there's a lot of filming they can't do there. So they're going to do some filming in Paris, but then they're filming stuff in Rome. So it looks like there's going to be a trip to Rome. Well, good. We all know whenever a show takes place in a setting, we all know whenever it leaves that setting, it always works and it's never (laughs) terrible. (laughs) Yeah, everyone loves those episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the only good one, I really like the one of Sex in the City where they go to LA. Okay, yeah, that is good. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think they do that well. My issue with that is -hmm. that the show is called Emily in Paris. Like, it's not even a case. I understand even Sex in the City, they don't specify what city. Yeah, but at this point... Well, so, okay, like, when they go to LA, in. you're not like, ugh. Yeah, we're but with only... Emily in Paris, it's like, it's called In Paris. Yes. We're only three episodes in on the podcast. Beck and I are three seasons in watching it. So, at this point, when I say at this point, I mean three full seasons in. Does it matter where it takes place? Like, it yes. could be in Japan. It doesn't matter. She's no, it awful. does. It a hundred percent. No, I disagree. Okay. I think it needs to stay in Paris. All right. It's going to a, I, look a day trip, sure. But if they're filming a ton in Rome, sure. 
maybe it's because too many people weren't rhyming Emily in Paris, so now they're going to do Emily in Italy because yeah. <laughs> it rhymes better. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Eileen said that only Emily could pull a stunt like that. Like, oops, did I go to the wrong country? My bad. (laughs) Uh, Eileen also pointed out, if she posts a selfie of her eating spaghetti, I will scream. Yes. Yep. (laughs) And look, I hope it's a boomerang. I hope it's a boomerang. What will the caption? It will be uh, noodle time or something. It's real basic instead of like send nudes or something funny. Yeah, yeah. Or Mm -hmm. like um, pasta use by date. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Shut up. She'd do a boomerang where she's sucking the spaghetti in, but then it looks like she's spitting it back out. Mm-hmm. She's going to Lady in the Tramp alone. <gasps> oh, I bet there's going to be a Lady in the Tramp moment. For sure. We should place bets. Mm-hmm. We should have a sweepstakes. Uh, Bronwyn. Hi, Bronwyn. In, uh, and quite a few people, I, would, I don't want to, quite a lot of people still writing in because they work in marketing. Mm-hmm. Really appreciate it. Please uh, keep telling us more. Bronwyn said, I work in marketing communications in Canada and Emily's Instagram instantly made me so mad and the rage continued throughout the series. Social media coordinators and content creators have a hard enough time getting people to understand how much work goes into creating a good social presence. And this show totally supports Boomer's view that it's an easy way to promote anything and everything. Yeah. Yet, even as I yelled at the screen that whatever Emily was was doing wasn't realistic, I've watched every episode. Yep. Also, That's how they get you. Also, weirdly enough, my cat is really into the show. Hmm. Uh, so I asked for photos. Yeah. I've got photos. Ca- Great. The cat's name is Steve. Perfect. I love animals when they have food names or human names. Oh, my gosh. Like, I've I always, love a cat named Jeffrey. Yeah. I've always said if I had a dog, I'd love to call it John. Mm-hmm. Just yelling in a park, John! John! Mm-hmm. Or yep. if you're really angry, Jonathan! Yes. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I'll post the photos of Steve watching Great, Emily in Paris do. on uh, Enemy in Paris Instagram and Facebook. Natalie, hi I, Natalie, hi Natalie, said that we need to take a selfie with a hat on and do a boomerang. Can do using the hashtag. A little bonjour goes a long way. Can do. We'll work on that. Tom, hi Tom, said in the spirit of rhyming Emily with Paris. I'm curious to hear what your two Netflix shows would be called. Mine would be Tom in Stockholm. Oh, Sam in Amsterdam. Yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Done. Back in Quebec. Sure. Back in rhyming back in back is a little bad, but back in Uzbekistan. Back of the Aztecs. No, that's a that's a. That'd be like a place. history yeah. show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think back in Quebec is gonna. Is, yep. Back yeah. in Quebec it is. But then it's uh, there'd be a fun joke about how qu is like ke. Yeah. And so maybe I go to the wrong the wrong direction. I yep. meant to go to Canada instead. I go down south. Yep. Yep. You don't have to contact us via Instagram as well. If you want, you can contact us via the Spotify episode page. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'd like to give a shout out to Simone, who said we should do bi-weekly episodes. Now, I don't know if Simone is saying that we should do fewer episodes a month. I have no or, idea what bi-weekly means. Well, the thing is, it either me it, it can it's mean twice either. a week or once every two weeks. Exactly. Yeah. So Simone's either insulting us and saying do mm-hmm. fewer episodes, yep. or I like to think she means. Do fewer. We're barely managing one episode a week, yep. you guys. But with this in mind, Robin said uh, I would absolutely pay for bonus episodes. Ooh. You know, okay. we could be bribed. Sure. If you want more content, we could be bribed. I mean, at the moment, we're both doing this for free. Yeah. But we will eventually probably need to justify it to ourselves. Sure. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah. If you have any suggestions of what you would like, what sort of bonus content would you guys pay for? What would you do? How would you support us? What would you want in return? If we did a Patreon, let mm-hmm. us know. We'll have it in the Spotify questions for this episode, or you can let us know on Instagram, or you can also let us know when you give us a five-star review yes, on Apple Podcasts. Yes, that's the best way to let us know things. 
We had so many nice comments. Um, so big shout out to Squetty Gingette. Hi, Squetty Gingette. Pro- I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Who said, I love you judgmental monsters so much. <laughs> You've created the podcast that gives voice to my avid hate watching. Bravo. Yes. I'm here for every beautiful word you utter from here on out. Flora Rocco said, I'm Hi, so- Flora Rocco. Hi. Said, I'm so down with this. I am in the camp of I hate this show, but I've watched all of it. I believe Flora Rocco was the one that wrote in and knows Chicago guy. Oh, yes. I believe, yes. Yeah, I- Doug. Yes. Who knows? Who I, knows Doug? Ro, I want to say his name. Yeah, is. I think his name is Ro. We should learn this, mm-hmm. seeing as we're doing a podcast about Hi, Flora Rockham. Um, big Daddy. Hi, Big Daddy. Sorry. Hi, Big Daddy. Yeah, hi, Big Daddy. Hi, Big Daddy. Actually, they're Big Daddy 1,062,014. Hi, Big Daddy 1,062,014. <laughs> That's how many Big Daddies there were before <laughs> that. Uh, I do what Sam says, so I listened. <laughs> now I'm going boy. to love Beck. Aw, thanks, Aww, Big Daddy. That's a good boy. Ugh, Sam, stop being so good. I might even watch Emily in Paris now, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they've given us five stars, said, never seen Emily in Paris, but I love these two. Nice. Haley says, I love it already. I followed Sam over from Office Ladies. And Hi, I'm Haley. loving this podcast already. Sam and Beck are so funny and introspective together, and I'm looking forward to more episodes. Wonderful. Also, wanted to give a big shout out to Joan O'Brien. Hi, Joan O'Brien. Nicole in PNW. Hi, Nicole. Dawn. Hi, Dawn. And it's too late for me. Save yourself. Hi, it's too late for me. Save yourself. Um, thank you for all the lovely reviews and five stars. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review. Some people have been giving us less than five stars, but not been leaving us reviews. So we don't know why they're not enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, Let we'd us love know what's to, up. We'd love to counter them. If you don't like it, tell us. And also, if you do like it, tell us more. Because our ratings have gone down and we don't know why. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still at 4.7, but, you know, it's not great on Uber. Sure. We want more. Mm-hmm. Um, am I sounding thirsty? Yes, you are. I don't care. I like it. Update on our social media, by the way. Okay. So Emily's at like 7,000 something in this episode. Okay. And where are we at? We're over 1,000. Hey, that's great. Yeah. That's really great. Thanks, everyone. So, yeah. Thank you, everyone. Please keep following us. Tell other people to follow us. Listen to us. Tell other people to listen to us. Mm-hmm. Most importantly, I, I don't know where I was going with that. Most importantly, keep watching Emily in Paris. Support Emily in Paris. That's support the thing. independent media. Yes, yeah, support <laughs> indie TV shows like Emily in Paris. <laughs> we'll be back next week with the episode A Kiss is Just a Kiss. Ooh. Is it though? We'll find out. Mm. Enemy in Paris is hosted by Sam Kiefer. Yeah, that's right. Myself, Beck Hill. It is edited by Sam, mm-hmm. produced by both of us, I'm going to say. Sure. I'll give, I'll give you some credit. Thank you. And the theme tune is by Frankie Lowe. We love you. We love you. We hate we Emily. We hate Emily. I am Trey XCT to be here.